Hello and welcome to the Property Investing Australia podcast, where we'll be covering the right way to invest in property without taking the unnecessary risks, how to manage your money, and how to build the right mindset so that you can achieve your financial and wealth building goals. I'm your host, Nero Dambi Pillay. There's a new concern people have about the property market. Today, I'm going to outline what that concern is, what's driving it, and what that will probably mean for property prices in 2024, based on my now 22 years of property investing experience. Hello, it's Nero here, and as we begin 2024, the property market is in a very different state to where it was at the start of 2023. In fact, when we started last year, we started to see headlines like this, house prices set to plummet by 20 to 25% in 2023. And yet, what happened to the property market last year? Well, according to CoreLogic, Australian home values surged 8.1% last year. Now that's average across the country, but the rates of growth was quite different in different markets. So let's have a look at what happened to our individual capital cities. And then I'll share with you what's really got so many people concerned about the property market. Okay, so here we have the home value index from CoreLogic as at 31 December, 2023. And what we can see here is that Sydney did really well at 11.1%. Melbourne did 3.5%, which is actually less than the rate of inflation last year, which means that if you'd bought a property in Melbourne at the start of last year, your net wealth has actually fallen when you consider inflation. I'll come back to the Melbourne market in just a moment. Then we have Brisbane, 13.1% and galloping along. Adelaide, 8.8%, and then we have Perth, the strongest performer last year at 15.2%. But these are annual growth figures. Let's break it down a little bit now and look at what happened for the last quarter. So again, when you look at the home value index, what you can see is quite a different set of figures. You can see here that Sydney property prices only rose 0.8% for the three months leading up to the end of December. Essentially, the Sydney market is flat on a whole. Melbourne property prices actually fell 0.2%. Brisbane, Adelaide both rose 3.7% for the last quarter and Perth 5.1%. So you can see just in this little table here that different markets are performing quite differently. And I'm only looking at the capital cities here. I'm not even looking at regional markets, many of which are doing extremely well, especially if you're an investor who has a budget of say under $600,000. There are multiple regional markets right now that are doing exceptionally well. But now if we break it down into actual segments of each capital city, we start to see a different story again. If we look at this chart again from CoreLogic, we look at Sydney and what you can see here is that the cheapest quarter of property prices, so properties priced at the lowest 25% of all property in Sydney, it rose 0.9%. The most expensive properties, the ones that actually led the price boom last year, they only rose by 0.2%, but the mid-range of properties. Now, mid-range in Sydney is still expensive. You're probably still looking at $1.5 million or above, especially for houses, but they rose at 1.5%. And that's very important when we start looking at why people are concerned about the property market. But let's look at some of the other cities. Melbourne, the lowest and mid-range properties were essentially flat, but it was the 
top end of town in Melbourne that dropped. And that's what's bringing all of Melbourne's property prices down. If we look at Brisbane here, you can see that the lowest end of town rose 4.2%, mid-range 3.7%, and then the highest range of property prices, the, the most expensive quarter or most expensive 25% rose 3.5%. Adelaide again, it's the lower end of town that's rising the, the most here at 4.8%. And if we look at Perth, same thing, it's the lower end that's rising the most. So what this would show you is that if you are looking to target these areas as an investor, it would make a lot of sense for you not to buy the more expensive properties, but to actually look at properties that are priced perhaps at below $700,000 or below $600,000 because the data shows you that they are the ones growing the most. So then if most of the property markets are looking quite healthy with essentially the exception of Melbourne, what has got so many people concerned about property? Well, have a look at this. Buyers flock to open homes ahead of expected rate cuts. Aspiring home buyers are swarming into open homes weeks before the market reopens from the holiday break in an early sign of renewed confidence amid expectations of interest rate cuts later this year, property insiders say. Nerida Connorsby, chief economist at Ray White, said the renewed confidence could fuel stronger price increases this year compared with a year ago. I think it's highly likely that the 10% price growth last year will continue this year and could be even stronger if we see rate cuts, she said. Not only will we have potentially cheap finance, we also have continued shortage of new homes because it's still so expensive to build and migration levels are still high. So there's a lot of unmet demand out there. And what you'll find is that the unmet demand is mostly prevalent in those price segments that I showed you earlier on within each city that are growing the most right now. So the mid-range properties in Sydney, for example, the lower end of properties in Brisbane, the lower end of properties in Perth, and so forth. So it certainly looks like most people who are looking to buy property are concerned about what? They're concerned about missing out. They're concerned that they won't be able to act fast enough before property prices rise. And what is it that's got them so concerned that property prices could rise more quickly than their budget will allow? Well, as you saw in this article, one of the big reasons is rate cuts. So then how likely though are we to see rate cuts in Australia? Well, let's have a look at what inflation is doing. Here we can see the monthly CPI indicator. And what you can see here is that as at November, the monthly CPI indicator had dropped to 4.3%. That's from a, a peak at December of last year of 8.4%. And initial indications are that inflation will drop again in December. So if that continues, there is a strong likelihood we're gonna hit the RBA's target band of between two and 3% very early this year. And then the RBA won't want inflation to keep falling and go down too low, which means they're more than likely going to cut rates. On top of that, we've had confirmation quite recently from our Prime Minister that the stage three tax cuts that have been promised will come into force from July of this year. That means that people will have more disposable income, they will have a higher borrowing capacity, allowing many people who right now may not be able to afford property, being able to buy, that will increase demand, 
at a time when we already have some massive supply shortages. Have a look at this. When we look at this chart, which tracks dwelling completions versus population change, the blue line, which is dwelling completions, is actually less today than it was back in 2016, when our population was lower. In fact, if you look at the red line, you can see that our rate of population growth is the highest it's been for several decades because of the massive migration. So when you've got all these people coming into the, the, the country, not enough properties being built, the first thing you're going to see is rents continue to, to, to increase, but then you're also gonna see many people who are renting going, I'm sick of paying so much in rent, I want to buy, and that's gonna fuel for more and more demand into the property market. And in terms of the property shortage though, the next chart is a very telling one. So here we're looking at dwelling approvals, the data is from the Australian Bureau of Statistics, and what you can see here is that we're currently building, as at the end of last year, fewer homes than our 10-year average. And in fact, we're building fewer units than our 10-year average. But look at this, the number of units being built, there's a steep incline. I expect you're gonna see that to continue this year, and I expect you'll end up seeing more units being built than our 10-year average, while houses will still languish. What does that mean? Well, it means that therefore, when it comes to apartments, you may see enough supply to meet the demand, maybe even oversupply going forwards, which will certainly compromise on your capital growth. But when it comes to houses, the demand for houses versus the supply is set to stay strong, which means that the property price growth will be much more when you look at buying houses versus apartments. So as you can see, most people are starting to become aware of the fact that interest rates are set to fall. We don't have enough properties for the number of people we have in this country. And prices rose last year when so many people said they wouldn't. And so many people are now jumping in because they don't want to miss out. They're worried that property prices could rise faster and they won't be able to afford a quality investment property if they wait too long. Now, although I agree with the fact that property prices are set to rise in most areas around Australia, as you saw multiple times throughout this episode, the data shows that different areas are performing very, very differently, even within a state, even within a city. So don't be guided by headlines. Don't be guided by what's happening to the country as a whole. Look at individual markets and then you can find areas with great capital growth potential. And when you find those areas, Get moving as fast as you possibly can because those areas are set to rise tremendously in 2024. And if you want help to find those areas, check out the link in the description below for a copy of my book, both the audio version and digital version, totally for free. Otherwise, I'll see you next time. Hi, it's Nero here again, and thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard and you're looking for a full blueprint on how to invest in property to gain a passive income, then go to Nero Book, that's N-I-R-O Book, B-O-O-K, go to nerobook.com.au to get a free copy of my book, Wake Up Wealthier, How to Build a Property Portfolio That Pays Your Income each and every month. Now, I used to sell this book for $47, but for a limited time, I'm giving you both the digital version and the audio version totally for free. Now, the reason I'm doing that is because I wanna give more people a chance to get this information. Plus, I also know that 
a certain number of you when you go through the book will like what you see and you'll reach out um, to find out more about our future services but even if you don't that's okay because a book itself is a full blueprint about how to build a property portfolio that pays your passive income even if you've never invested before so if that's what you want then go to nerobook.com.au to get your free version of the book while you still can.